0: Welcome to Australian Hiker, your online hiking resource. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage.
1: This is episode 128 of the Australian Hiker podcast, And in this week's episode, we're going to be doing our second media review for the year. Uh, And we're going to be discussing uh, three books and three movies that are all hiking related. Um, And as we start leading up towards Christmas, definitely worthwhile thinking about. We hope you enjoy.
0: First movie we're going to have a look at is uh, a movie called The Way. And uh, it stars Martin Sheen and the director of the movie is Emilio Estevez, who also happens to be Martin Sheen's son in real life um, and plays Martin Sheen's son in the movie. Um, It's about a long hike on the... uh,
1: The Camino or the St James Way, which is also known as.
0: And hence the name of the movie, The Way. Um, So... Um it, it, it starts off a little bit weird. Um Emilio Estevez uh starts off on the way and uh gets through almost one day, I think, from <laughs> what I can work out. Um and bad weather uh comes in and uh there's an accident and uh, he passes away. So not um not a great start to a very, very, very long hike and uh lots of things uh Happen, and uh, his father decides to complete the hike on his behalf. And along the way, the way uh, he meets a whole bunch of quite weird uh, sort of characters. There's an Irishman, uh, a writer. There's there's a um, a Canadian woman who's a little bit angry about the world, um, and uh, there's a Dutchman that is just kind of weird. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But it's a good movie um, and, you know, it does tell a, a story and I think there's an interesting thing about some of these uh, books and uh, movies is that, you know, people are searching for something.
1: I think that's the thing. With a lot of the uh, the, the hiking books and the hiking movies, or for that matter, any, any uh, uh, books or movies that relate to real-life experiences, they're all about a journey and starting off at one point... Uh, literally and figuratively, and, and reaching an end point where you discover yourself and and solve all the woes of the world. And, and this, uh, this movie is definitely that. Um, each of the characters, the main characters in the movie, has uh, something in their life that's holding them back or they're not living their life to their fullest, and by the end of the movie, uh, that's all resolved. The movie was actually not based on a true story as such, but based on a series of um, circumstances or happenstances that the, uh, uh, the, the directors uh, or, or the writer of, of the book uh, were, uh, had, had told and, and this was being combined into a movie. So the actual events of this, uh, this, uh, this movie didn't actually occur as as one continual story.
0: And I think that's reflected in the movie. There are sort of these funny little snippets of bits and pieces. And while it's a good movie and it does hang together, it probably doesn't hang together as well as I think it possibly could. Um, But it's, it's still a good movie.
1: I must admit, I wasn't expecting to like it. We'd had uh, uh, after we'd done our, our first media review earlier this year, we asked our, our readers and our listeners to give us some uh, um, some other books or some other movies that they thought we should look at. Uh, and this one, The Way, was certainly probably t- the top of the list uh, that people uh, thought that we should we should uh, come across and review. Um, I did enjoy it. Uh, I think it was um, it was one of those movies. I went into it with with low expectations, but coming at, uh, came out of it. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah, well, I came out of it thinking <laughs> this is actually not. It's a it's a feel good uh, movie. Um, it's it's enjoyable. Um, it's uh, as we said. It's set on the Camino de Santiago, which starts in uh, France and goes into Spain, roughly about eight hundred kilometer journey, uh, and um, the uh, uh, this is a, a trip that – it's a pilgrimage uh, that was done in the Middle Ages and people have been doing uh, ever since that time and certainly since uh, the advent of hiking and serious walking, it's become a, a destination for a lot of people worldwide. For those people that don't know the uh, the way or, 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 as we say, it's the Camino de Santiago or the Way of St. James, which is often re- referred to in English, um, but the Camino is um, – is one of those sort of trips where you're basically walking from town to town or village to village uh, and you know there's a number of different ways you can do this. Uh, some people will just carry a day pack and have their uh, uh, their main pack uh, transported from town to town. Other people will walk with full packs and certainly this movie was uh, that's how it was this movie was set up where people were were walking with their full packs and uh, uh, and staying at the the hostels each night. Uh, in most cases, there were a couple of nights where they did actually end up spending it in the wild.
0: Yeah, I don't think they got too much of their gear out very often, but, you know. <laughs> no,
1: no, it really did look like it was, um, uh, with a couple of exceptions, they were actually um, staying in hostels and, and, and having their meals either in town. Um, so it wasn't, wasn't really a, it's not really a full-on camping trip. And I must admit, even though this is set around the Camino de Santiago, it's it, this happens to be a background to the journey that they're all going on as individuals. So it's, um, I must admit, the Camino, from my perspective, um, while I would like to do it at some stage, it's probably not high on my list. Uh, I prefer things a bit more natural, if you like. Um, I probably will end up doing it because Jill tells me she wants to do it. <laughs>
0: I think I might have to find someone else to do it with. I mean, uh, this is... You know, you don't get a lot of the scenery. You do get some of the iconic spots um, featured along the way. But it is very much about the relationships between uh, particularly the four characters and um, I guess the challenges that they're working their way through.
1: So definitely worthwhile looking at, um, definitely uh, worth a watch and as I said I didn't expect to enjoy it um, but I, th- I think it's it's one of those movies, it's a hiking based movie and definitely worthwhile having a look
0: at. So the next movie we're going to look at is Into the Wild and I think this is um, uh, quite a confronting sort of uh, movie in many ways. Um, the story gets pieced together along the way, there there through a, a mechanism of um, uh, flashbacks and um, inter- interspersed with current situations. It's about a fellow called Christopher McCandles um, who, after graduating for uni- from university, decides that he's going to um, walk away from a materialistic life and uh, a future study, career and family wealth and uh, basically go on the road. And he he gets the idea that he's going to live in the wild of Alaska um, without any support and uh, eat off the land. Basically, uh, it's got a great cast. Um, Emil Hirsch plays uh, Christopher, and uh, also in the movie uh, William Hurt and Vince Vaughn as as well as uh, Kristen Stewart. Um, so a whole bunch of really different characters. Um, and I think what I found interesting about this movie is that um, Christopher's obviously trying to find the meaning of something. He's uh, he's obviously running away from a particular thing that um, evolves or unfolds, if you like, uh, during the movie. Uh, it's interesting, though, that the impact that he has on the character that he meets along the way is quite profound, And so um, while there is some impact on him, I think the more impact is the other way around with the people that he meets and and the guidance that this very young person gives to them.
1: I think from my perspective, this to me was, and I'll I'll be honest here, it's probably a weird movie. <laughs> um, um, I I don't think I I, I did enjoy it, but I, not as much as I did say the, the way which we've just talked about. Uh, and this one was actually based on a true story.
0: The way is a much lighter movie.
1: Yeah this this one this one I'll be honest doesn't really have a happy ending in it, um, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, it's it's really uh, working uh, almost backwards from you know you, you start off seeing where he is towards the end and it takes you back um, from when he leaves school and his journey, as Jill said, through, through to where Harry actually ends up getting to Alaska. Um, it's, it's quite interesting. He really does take the alternate lifestyle. You know, he he, he uh, passes or uh, hands over the remainder of his college fund, which is his father wants him to go to one of the big universities uh, and just donates it to Oxfam. Uh, he he ends up um uh he ends up getting his car wrecked in, in a flash flood, um and he he ends up just burning his money that he had and just wandering off and and, and living living um like literally uh, burning
0: his money yeah and yeah, yeah. and just
1: living living um uh, as he can he does work where he can and uh, uh, he he, t- he he shuns the materialistic life.
0: Uh, well, I think the other thing is that he 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 completely disappears from the family perspective. He they can't find him it's almost 2 years uh, by the time they do and um it's it it really is turning um his back on you know the the whole connection i guess i, I really felt sorry for his sister he has a younger sister who he seemed to be close to and uh, uh, she wasn't aware of what he was planning to do and the journey that he was planning to go on but um you know, with a troubled family life and to leave her uh, as a young uh, woman, uh, uh, I guess a teenager, uh, dealing with uh, the family life. I think that was a bit unfair, but I'm not sure he was thinking too much about other people.
1: So, um, he, as you said, he, he ends up, uh, pretty much traveling around uh, the USA, the continental USA. He ends up down in Mexico. He manages to, uh, um, end up in Mexico by canoe, uh, and, uh, uh,
0: Manages it, to cross uh, the border without any papers, which back into the US. Which... Yeah,
1: he he tries to he tries to actually cross back in the, the legal way, and uh, when he gets told, well, he hasn't got a passport or any proof of identification because he's burned it all at this stage or destroyed it all. Um, he ends up sneaking back into the country in, in a quite a um, a unique way. And uh,
0: we should say that this is um, 1990, 1991, and into 1992. So it's it's probably a slightly different world. Um, you know, in the US given uh, what happened uh, later on in the US in terms of um, border issues and terrorism and so on.
1: So, I mean, as I said, overall he, he ends up in Alaska and um, um, I think, you know, we won't be really giving away too much. He, he does end up dying at the end of the movie. Oh, I,
0: I didn't <laughs> say that in the review. <laughs> uh, and It and, is a true story. So, you know, you could probably Google it and find that out. Um, and,
1: yeah, and, and it's... It's it's interesting when you when you actually read you, you look at the movie uh, and thinking okay this is this is what happened and then go on the internet and look at the in more detail about the things he did and, and the things he shouldn't have done um, and they actually discovered that um, he he ended up being trapped where he was because of a swollen river and couldn't get across it um, but had he have had a map he would have realised that a a crossing uh, above uh, over the river was available less than a mile from where he was. Mm. And
0: uh, he did get, um, you know, a lot of criticism about being unprepared and not having the right gear and, uh, you know, as Tim was saying, did, didn't even go into the Alaskan wilderness with a map.
1: So, uh, as I said, overall I did enjoy it. It is a strange movie. <laughs> um it's got a lot of you know Christian Stewart, uh, Vince Vaughn, both fairly young in in this one in these ones. Um I think you know, I don't think I've ever seen Vince Vaughn as young, young as I have in this mo- uh, in this movie. Um uh, it's not the sort of thing you uh, I wouldn't say it's a feel good movie uh, like no, the way it isn't. Is.
0: No it isn't. But there are some aspects of that. And I think there were some really um entertaining one-liners in this movie that you know you, d- you just need to watch out for and If you do get the DVD, you'll have to rewind and play them again because they're 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 quite entertaining.
1: Okay, so that takes us on to the the third of our uh, movies review, and that's Tracks. Now, Tracks as a movie uh, was based or is based on a true story. Um, It's the story of Robin Davidson as she basically goes from Alice Springs uh, through to the west coast of Australia, Uh, and this was a uh, a, a trip of roughly seventeen hundred miles, and I'll you'll have to forgive me. Uh, I have to have done, can't do the conversion on on kilometres here, but that's a pretty long trip. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and this was done in the days where this was pre-internet. This was in the seventies. This was pre-internet. Um, uh, really, the only news we had was the newspapers and the television, uh, and, and that was about it. Um, and I'm old enough to remember this this trip happening and being reported in the news, uh, and it really was uh, seen as a as a huge deal. Now people do all sorts of weird and wonderful things from an adventure perspective, um, but the movie is based around uh, where she decides that this is this is what she's going to do. She's going to uh, do this great walk, and she's endi- going to end up getting some camels at uh, to act as pack animals. Uh, and take her uh, on this journey and and it starts off with her um, actually in Alice Springs riding in Alice Springs Uh, and a lot of the movie is spent um, talking about uh, or or, or going through and explaining how she gets a job how she gets the camels how she gets all the equipment that she needs Um, and it's um, uh, I think from my perspective it's yeah, you, know, you look at Alice Springs or the images of Alice Springs in and what it would look like in those days. It was pretty much non-existent as a town, nothing compared to what it was now. Um, so it was very much a, a remote uh, outback town that people tended not to go to as such.
0: Yeah, for for me, this movie doesn't really um, convey, uh, I guess, the challenges of being a woman in outback Australia in the seventies um i think the challenges of being the wom- a woman in australia anywhere in the 70s was was probably you know a, a reasonable challenge but um this environment i think it's it kind of plays down some of this stuff there are snippets of it but i i did expect it to be a bit grittier than what it was um and and much harsher than uh watching the movie i didn't i didn't read the book Um, so I'm not quite sure what happened in the book, but uh, I just got a sense that it was a bit sanitised. And also when uh, she does get to um, the West Coast, so it's a true story, so we know what happened, um, you're left with all these questions about, well, what now and how come and, uh, you know, what happens from here?
1: So... As Jill said, it was a, a bit sanitised in some respect. Uh, I mean, the attitude towards women at that time, particularly in remote, uh, very remote areas of Australia, were, uh, were were quite abysmal compared to what they have these days. The attitude towards the Aboriginal people was even worse. Uh, and there's a couple of examples in the movie where um, it's you know the the, the uh, one Aboriginal woman in particular was treated really badly because she cut she tried to come into the wrong area of, of a pub. Um, and then um, the way that uh, Westerners view Indigenous culture um, and, and how we tend not to think about how their social norms differ from ours and just expect that the, if we want to do something like take their photos without asking, that's acceptable. Um, I think these days in particular you, you don't take anyone's photos without without asking first, but at that stage it was just seen as, okay, well, that's fine, we'll just do it, we don't need to ask. Um, the trip itself, uh, as, as I said, I can remember this being reported in the newspapers at the time, uh, and there were some quite interesting stories. Uh, and as it turned out, um, uh, there were things that – we're going we're to talk about the book in a minute. There was, there was a lot of detail missing from this movie that is present in the book. So the movie does provide a good overview of what's going on, uh, of her trip, of how she got there and where she, and, you know, and the, the, the challenges she's faced as she went. Uh, but as I said, there was a lot of smaller detail missing uh, because I'd, I'd remembered reading about this and hearing about this uh, that I wanted to know. But as a, a movie to watch, it's a good movie. Uh, it does showcase the older um, uh, or the. The Australian culture from the 1970s, uh, and and again, it's it's one of those movies. It's an iconic movie, and it really, you know, probably for 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 most Australians, uh, if you think back to the last time someone did this sort of trip, um, the last time anyone really did stuff like this was, you know, the the explorers, you know, in the 1800s. Um, no one seemed to just go wandering off into the middle of nowhere. Uh, um, With a bunch of camels. With a bunch of camels and just do this type of adventure. So well worth watching.
0: Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, it's it's an Australian-made movie, so straight out it's an Australian-made movie. So, you know, a shout-out to um, uh, Australian expertise in putting a great movie together.
1: Okay, so that leads us on to the first of our books we're going to talk about. We've got three books, and again, the book we're going to look at first up is The Tracks, uh, so it's the book version of the movie we've just gone through and discussed. For me, I hadn't actually planned on reviewing this, but after watching the movie, I just found, as I said, there was too many details missing. Uh, I think the thing with movies is the they don't tend to describe the environment because you can see what it looks like. Uh, they, when they talked about the examples or, or talked about the poor culture in relation to um, uh, women or, or Aboriginal people, it was done um, fairly shortly and sharply and then it was like, okay, here's some examples. Uh, we're not going to talk about it anymore because you know, we've already discussed it. And that's the issue with movies. You can only, you know, you can't spend too much time focusing on one particular thing. Well, it's
0: a visual snippet and then, you know, you move on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So I came away from the movie thinking I, re- I enjoyed the movie, but I wanted more detail and more information, and that's why I ended up getting the book.
0: And that was pretty much some of the feedback that we did get um, from um, our followers and listeners as well. So read the read the book. Um, there's... A whole lot of detail, and it will fill in a lot of gaps. So, bit of a change of pace now. The next book that we're going to look at is Fifty Places to Hike Before You Die, um, and this is in a series of Fifty Places to dot dot dot. And I think there's diving, and there's you know, fifty places to play golf, and a whole bunch of others. Um, and it's by a fellow called Chris Santella, who's done about six or seven of these uh, particular books. Um, it's a hardcover, it's a smallish sort of book, I'm not quite sure what size that, that is, um, but it's quite a good book in terms of uh, the the stories or the narrative that it has around these 50 hikes. Um, it covers hikes worldwide, um, mostly I'd say for this one the iconic kind of hikes that you're probably, uh, and trails that you're probably familiar with. Um, it's isn't a guide of how-to, uh, you know, so it's, it's more a snippet and an inspirational kind of book. Um, it does have some information about if you go, but it's very, very, very high level. Um, that said, it's quite a nice book. There's some really great images in it um, and, you know, probably about three or four pages um, dedicated to each of the uh, hikes that it talks about.
1: Okay, so from your perspective, um, uh, you know, is it is it a bit of a coffee table book, is it a bit of an inspirational book? What would you say it's it's aimed at?
0: I, I think uh, it's probably an inspirational book. Um, you can pick it up and put it down and and you know just jump into the middle and see where you're at. Um, as a coffee table book, it's probably not quite big enough for a coffee table book, you know you need something a little bit more substantial. Um, in size, um, but it is ni- a nice book to have sitting around to be able to leaf through um, whenever you get the urge.
1: Okay, so what's the our last book to review is?
0: So the last one is uh, another review of uh, Hikes Across the World and it's called Epic Hikes of the World um, and it's a Lonely Planet book. And um, this is probably the kind of size that you would want for a coffee table book. Um, It does have um, 50 hikes that it reviews. Coincidentally, a different bunch, or there's a little bit of overlap to the previous book, but not too much. And some really, I guess, more unusual um, hikes along the way. The thing I also like about this one is that it's got urban hikes and um, historic trails as well as uh, natural trails and uh, for each of the reviews, there are um, three additional snippets of hikes which are similar to the ones uh, that have been reviewed. So if you like the, the, uh, the one that was reviewed, it says more like this and there are another three. So there's kind of 150 snippets plus the 50 um, hikes uh, that uh, get reviewed in a reasonable amount of detail, a little bit more than the previous book
1: so the the snippets are not not as in depth as the main reviews or no
0: it's just they're just a few paragraphs so um you know uh, as as i open it up there's um, a section on um uh, the volcano hike in Nicaragua um, and the more like this is volcano hikes and there's the uh, vesuvius crater in italy there's the ascent uh, in Argentina, um and there's another one in Yellowstone National Park. Um, but it's you know probably, I don't know, a couple of paragraphs on each of those. Okay. A little bit of a snippet. Um, great images in this book. Uh, it is a bigger book, and uh, as I said, it could be a coffee table book but it just has this really weird cover on it that does nothing for me.
1: <laughs> no, and I think I think you said in the review of this it did look like a bit like a children's book and it, and it does. But but I mean in some respects that's not a bad thing. It, it stands out. It's you know, it's not this, this this book with this glorious front image on the front cover like Oh, give me have. the glorious
0: image anytime. time. I just, you know, it was just it was quite disappointing and when when I, you know, got to review it I thought, "Oh, this is going to be interesting." Um the images inside are so different to the cover, um, they use that kind of stylized um, uh, imagery as a section break. Um, but other than that, the, the photography is just stunning. Um, and I didn't say, but you know, it, it, as a Lonely Planet book, it is, um, written by, uh, the writers of the Lonely Planet guidebook. So, you know, all, all of the sort of, um, Prominent writers in that in those series of books have contributed to this book, and there's this huge list of uh, people at the end um, who write regularly for Lonely Planet guidebooks. So, how
1: would you compare the two of them? If you're going to only buy one, is there one better way, or are they both they're they're different enough that they're both worthwhile looking at?
0: I think they um, Fifty Places to Hike Before You Die is a better looking book, <laughs> so you know that'd be nice to have on the shelf or even on the coffee table, I think uh, The Epic Hikes of the World by Learning Planet is a little bit more of a a book you might use to start your research to sort of fine tune which ones you want to focus on uh, for your bucket list uh, rather than uh, necessarily just leaf through.
1: So that was our review uh, for the second half of this year, and we'll be doing a, a review of this type on an annual basis. Uh, this year, we ended up doing two because we had a, a bit of a backlog. So, uh, and our aim is certainly to go through and review sort of um, uh, one book a month. Movies are a bit harder because there's there's only a limited number of hiking based movies. So, if you um, if you uh, have a look at the um, the reviews we've done in the in the last podcast and this one. Um, and think of any that we've missed out, please let us know because um, we're always on the lookout for things that, hey, we want to watch and that other people might be interested in as well. In next week's episode, we're going to be going through and looking at going to the toilet on the trail. Uh, This is one which I've been trying to do for a a while now, and it sort of um, uh, it, it just keeps on getting pushed aside. And I think as we start, people are starting to get back outside in the warmer weather. Um, uh, again, experienced hikers uh, know what they don't know what they're doing and, and and how to do things on the trail. If you've never been hiking before outdoors and need to go to the toilet, um, you know, it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit of a learning curve. So um, we well, we'll, we'll go through and uh, provide a bit of a uh, sanitised discussion, I suppose, on um, how to go to the toilet on the trail and what to look for.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe if, maybe a few hacks on on ha- how to make it a more, you know, pleasant and streamlined experience yeah, yeah. than, you know, anything else.
1: Uh, as always, you can listen to this podcast through our website at www.australianhiker.com.au, uh, through Apple Podcasts, through Stitcher, through SoundCloud and any other number of podcasters that you listen to your podcasts through. Just a, a bit of a pre-warning here: we're coming up to our third birthday, in, in November. Uh, so that's only I feel a, older than three. Yeah, but. <laughs> that's only it's only around about three and a half weeks away, uh, and we will, as we have done the last couple of years, be running some competitions uh, to give you a chance to win some gear, uh, as well as. Uh, going through and providing some uh, discount uh, codes on some of the uh, uh, product and store uh, that'll that'll help uh, if you are looking at, at at some gear particularly as we're leading up towards christmas uh, might be a bit of a help in reducing uh, the costs that you you, you uh, you're looking at so go through to our facebook page or go through to our website and sign up to our newsletter uh, just to get a bit of pre-warning about what's happening there That's all for me. Bye for now.
0: And bye from me.